dads. Amen. Father's Day. Uh, if you have your Bibles, let's open up to the book of Romans chapter 8. And for those of you who have kids, Sunday school at the back, uh, three years older. Amen. And those who are in primary school as well, please make your way to the back. Bye-bye. Have fun now. <laughs> All the mothers uh, and fathers are cheering, happy. So Romans chapter 8, verses 14 is where we'll be looking at in our text today. And I want to preach a special Father's Day message this morning that I believe God would want to encourage us and to remind us of the Heavenly Father. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. And if you're making note, number one, the sad reality of fatherlessness. How many know the day we live in is a sad generation? A true story, executives of a greeting card company decided to do something special for Mother's Day. They decided to have all the inmates, and they set up a table and have all the inmates come and actually write uh, Mother's Day cards for all their mothers. And they, they saw the line was incredibly long. They had to order more cards to come into the actual jail facility. And they thought, wow, this is such a great success. They thought, you know what, let's do this for Father's Day. They decided to give all the fathers um, uh, the opportunity that their sons or, you know, can write their, to their father. And uh, to their amazing astonishment, they found that no one, not one prisoner felt the need to send a card to his dad. And in fact, when asked about it, many of them had no idea who their fathers were. Interesting article I wrote, uh, I read about, about fatherlessness, and this is taken from fatherhood.org.au. They wrote an article saying, Father absence has been shown to a major disadvantage to the well-being of children. The following is a summary of the evidence for the importance of fathers and the need for two-parent families. One expert from Harvard Medical School who has studied over 40 years of research, listen to this, on the question of parental absence and the children's well-being said this, what has been shown over and over again on what helps most to the emotional development of a child is a close, warm, sustained and continuous relationship with both parents, especially with the dads. Another expert put it this way, there exists today no greater single threat to the long-term well-being of children, our communities, our nation, than the increasing number of children being raised without a committed, responsible, loving father. Brian Rogers uh, of the Australian National University has recently re-examined the Australian research and says, this is what he says, Australian studies with adequate samples have shown parental divorce to be a risk factor for a wide range of social psychological problems in adolescence and adulthood, including poor academic achievement, low self-esteem, psychological distress, substance use and abuse, sexual awareness and promiscuity, adult criminal offending, depression, and even suicidal behavior. Now I'm reading and I'm writing this sermon and it's like, you know what, we already know the day we live in, don't we? And we, you know, you don't have to get someone to get behind a pulpit and tell you all about the stats, tell you all. We already know. Amen. We already know that this generation we're living is quite sad. And I don't want to belabor the point, but this is a sad reality of our generation. And I do know what it's like to grow up with a dad. And I do know what it's like to grow up without a dad. I never knew who my biological dad was. My mom uh, ran away to another city, remarried an Australian man whom I call my dad to this day. And he lovingly adopted myself and my older brother. And fast forward years down, I'm in high school, they separate. And it's only when I look back over my life that I realize it's over this particular period of my life that my life started going downhill. 
life without parents, life especially without a dad in someone's life. And studies have proven time and time again, generation to generation, that one repeated cycle of destructive behavioral patterns have been passed down. Why? Because of the absence of a dad. And sadly, most of them, most of them follow the destructive patterns. Most of them follow the footsteps of irresponsibility of their own dads. And, and you know, we are so grateful today for every single mother today. Amen. Every single mother that sacrificed their time, their lives to take care of their children to survive. These mothers uh, weren't created to do it on their own, though. Okay? Amen. Mothers weren't designed to carry the weight. Mothers weren't designed to carry the burden alone. And research, everything brings this saddened reality to light. That it's proven that every single child, every single boy and every single daughter needs their daddy. It's this sobering reality which brings us to the second point. And I want to preach on the father to the fatherless. Because maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a dad. Maybe you're here this morning and you know what, you're like, man, preacher, I never knew my dad. Preacher, I've never had a dad in my life. Listen, there's hope for every single one of us. Amen. There's hope for the single mother. There's hope for each and every one of us because we have a heavenly father. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says this. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For if you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Jewish terms, that means for our day and age is the same language, Daddy. The Spirit himself, in verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, then may also be glorified together listen this morning you can know your heavenly father today and i thank god that every single one of us can receive this spirit of adoption that every single one of us can be accepted by the god of heaven and earth he can invite us to be a part of his family and in our text we see three words at work faith family and father if you're making note faith family and father it is by faith that we enter by the family of God. And therefore, we have, listen, God as our Father. John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name. Listen, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, today you have a heavenly Father that loves you. And the only way, every Christian would know this, the only way you can be a part of this family is in John chapter 3. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I want to give you a Bible study today because there's a few Christians understand the doctrine of adoption. The doctrine teaches us that not only have we been born into the family of God as children, but we have been adopted into the family of God as sons. Because babies, listen, cannot inherit the father's wealth. But when you're a child, you're put into a trusteeship of someone else. But when we're born again, when we become children of God, this adoption means that now we've been joint heirs with Christ. We're now joint heirs with Christ. What do we mean by adoption? Well, the legal definition is this. 
the act whereby one person takes the child of another, making their child his own, and given to that child the same legal position and privilege as if that child was born naturally into that family. And so the spiritual definition today is two words. One means son. The second means to place. It literally means being placed in a family as a grown son after just being born. That seems weird, but it's kind of like, you know what, when you become a Christian, when you've been born again into the family of God, listen, you immediately receive the adoption. Everything has been given to you. And I want to say to every single person here today that the God of heaven, the Father, is willing to adopt you. Psalm 68 verse 5, He is a father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. God sets his holy, God sets the solitary, those who are lonely in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. You see, God brings the fatherless. God brings the widows. God brings the lonely into families. And he brings those who are bound into prosperity, those who have been bound with addictions, those that have been bound with certain addictions, those who have been bound. Listen, when you come to the Father, the Father begins to set you free. But whom the Son sets free is what? Is free indeed. And then he goes on at the very end of that text. It says, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Listen, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can choose to become part of God's family or you can choose to say no and dwell in your dry land. But when you're born again, you're born into the family of God and you now have the beneficiary. You become the beneficiary of God's blessing. That is why Christianity isn't about rules or religion. Amen. It's about a relationship. It's about a relationship with the Father, joint heirs in Christ. When men and women become born again, we take on a new nature. We take on the Father's nature. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things become new. Maybe you come from a broken home. Maybe you come with no dad in your life, no influence in your life. Listen, any man being Christ. He is a new creation, that the old things can be passed away and all things can become new. So I want to 30, I want to close with this thought, the call for godly fathers. God desires every father, God desires every dad to rise up and step up because being good enough is simply not enough. As fathers, we need to do whatever it takes to be involved in the lives of our children. More than just providing for them. A dad needs to be a visual representation of the Heavenly Father. A father should love his children. He should protect them. Pray for them. Teach them how to pray. Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 6 verse 9 in this manner. Therefore pray our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Teaching them to pray. As fathers, we need to discipline our children. Come on, don't go quiet on me now. <laughs> don't go quiet on me now. Don't. Oh, yeah, we, we need to 
discipline our children with love. Sometimes, you know, we grow up and uh, that's many uh, Islander homes to discipline their kids is to abuse them, <laughs> kick them around. No, no, listen, discipline them in love. The father's love is to discipline. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Father needs to teach them about God through the Bible. He should model Christ more than just speaking words, more than just telling him about the stories. He needs to model what's in the Bible. You can highlight the scriptures, but do the scriptures highlight you? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because our kids can see it played out in our lives. Amen. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what, Dad? Oh, you're so good at church, Dad. Oh, wow, praise the Lord. Everyone's, but when you get home, well, it's another story. Oh, it's another story at home. And so, Dad, you need to model this life with integrity. Treat others with respect. He should call his children to be responsible men and women to live their lives, listen, for what matters in eternity. Some men will hear this message and mock it. Some men will hear this message and ignore it, brush it off. But I tell you as a father, as a preacher, dads, you are accountable to God for the position of influence you have with your children. You can ignore this, sweep it under the carpet, but you'll realize one day when you stand before God that your job and your selfish hobbies, your ambitions had no eternal value except your souls of your children. I'm preaching to myself, I'm preaching to every single person, every dad here today. It's time to step up, it's time to step in. Some men will hear it, agree with it, shout amen, say yes, but have no resolve to live it out. Some men will shout amen, yeah, preach it, pastor, but have no guts to live it out. Instead, they continue on living selfishly, choose to live for themselves, waste the opportunity, waste the time God has given them with their children. Waste the opportunity to leave a godly legacy for the next generation. But there are some men here today who regardless of their mistakes in the past will give every passing moment the time for their children to love their kids just as Christ loved us. And whenever possible to love and help others who have no fathers. To take in their kids, to love them desperately, those who need help and direction. And so I'm calling forth every father today Love, lead your homes God's way. Bible says in Joshua 24 verse 15, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, every dad needs to say this, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You don't have to ask who will lead my family, because by God's grace, I will. In my home, in my house, my decision has been already made. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You don't have to ask who will teach my children how to follow Christ. I will. You don't have to ask who will show them and model them what it means to be a godly dad. You don't have to ask who is going to show them how to be holy and separate by God's grace. I will. You don't have to ask who will accept the responsibility in my home to discipline my children by God's grace. I will, who will get before God and ask God to break the chains of destructive behaviors in my family's history. I will, who will pray for them each morning. I will, who will pray for them each night. I will, who will come running to their need when they yell out in the toilet, I'm finished. Mom will. 
No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Cap- Captain Bumwad to the rescue. Captain Bumwad. I will. I will. Dads, I will. Who will encourage them, stir them to do whatever God has called them to do. I will. When Layla was born, I accepted this responsibility. When Eloise was born, I continued on in that. When Harry was born, I... Man, and it is tough. Can you say amen, dads and moms? <laughs> Woo! Lord Jesus. <laughs> See, we are far from perfect. We make many mistakes and we will along the way. That's why we need God. Dads, this is our responsibility. Teach our children. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. It's my privilege And it should be your privilege as well to embrace this responsibility. It's my prayer to have God's favor on my family and on my home, in my marriage, in my children. And men, where are you today? Where are you, men of God, today? Where are you, fathers who fear the Lord? It's time to rise up and answer the call that God has given to you and say, I will in my house. Where are you, men? Where are you fathers today? It's time to step up and step in the gap that's been left wide open in this generation. I will. Will you step up today and embrace this responsibility as a dad, as a father? To embrace this role and this this God-given blessing for us as dads. To say, you know what? I will. I will. Amen. Let's bow our heads in, in a word of prayer this morning. I will. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Special Father's Day message. And I want to tell you today, you know what? The Father loves you. That He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for each and every one of us. And I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here today, and we do this every service, because only God knows our hearts. You're here today, and you know you're not right with God. You know if you were to stand before a holy God, you wouldn't make heaven your home. You know you're not a part of God's family and His kingdom. And, but today you want to do that. You want to receive the spirit of adoption. You want to become a child of God. You want to be saved. You want your name written in the Lamb's book of life. I want you to do one simple thing and just raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. I want to be forgiven. I want to become a child of God. If that's you, why don't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, pray for me. You're broken inside your life. You you know there's things in your life that's empty. Listen, only Jesus Christ can fulfill that need, that void inside your life. If that's you, you want to give your life to Christ. Why don't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. God wants to make you a new creation. Will you say yes or will you say no? It's totally up to you. No one can pressure you. No one can try and manipulate you. This is God speaking to someone today.